What's up, guys? My name is Enes. My name is Muhammad. And this is Hoop Talk. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Hoop Talk. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the new schedule for this season and the season starting in December. There are, there are also some some players in the league that are not too happy with the season starting this early. And they, they thought that it would start in, in like January or February. Like uh, around so we'll MLK Day. That. Yeah, like MLK Day was, there, was the projected date. Um, but some people aren't too happy about that. We're also talking about the Rockets hiring uh, their new head coach, who used to be the Mavs assistant coach under Rick Carlisle. And then we'll also talk about the Sixers hiring Daryl Morey as their new president and how they've changed basically uh, a lot of their front office. And then after that, we have a new segment where we talk about um, where we predict what the standings are going to be like for next season. So like, for example, in the Western Conference, we'll we'll predict all the one through eight seeds and what teams are going to be in each specific spot. And then also we'll do the same for the Eastern Conference. The NBA said that they're planning to start on December 22nd. And the projected date that like a lot of people thought they were going to start on was MLK Day or even some people were saying Valentine's Day, which was like like a month after what they're going to start, what they said they're when they said they're going to start. Um, so like you said, yeah, Danny Green implied that LeBron if if they start on December twenty second, then LeBron might not play uh, for for at least like the first ten games. And I think did did Danny Green say he was gonna do that too? I think he did, right? Um, he said like a lot of major players. I don't think he included himself, but he said like he didn't just say stars, like like people who like who play heavy minutes. Yeah, I think what he was trying to say. The Rockets have hired Stephen Silas. Silas as their new head coach and um, he's he's the Rockets 14th head coach in franchise history and he spent the previous two seasons as an assistant coach on Rick Carlisle's staff in Dallas and and he was he was part of that 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 coaching staff that helped guide the Mavericks to the highest offensive rating in NBA history in in 2019 uh, in in the last season so what do you think about this move that the Rockets have done well, I found this article from, from what's it called? From spacecityscoop.com. Wow. Um, which is why Steven Silas is a perfect match for the Rockets. I don't know that much about him. I know a lot about his dad, Paul Silas, but I don't know that much about him. He's been under two really great coaches, Don Nelson and Rick Carlisle. He, like, there's a lot of praise that's come from, like, um, I just saw like multiple like front offices, the like the the Charlotte Hornets and um, and the Dallas Mavericks have both only said good things about him. But yeah. he is a relative unknown. Jamal Crawford said that his demeanor, composure, connects with his players, and genuinely cares, and is always prepared. Those were that's what Jamal Crawford said about him. He also helped develop Luka Doncic. Yeah, he did. Which is which is good. I mean, he seems to only have a good track record, but um, he still has no head coaching experience prior to this. We we always talk about the NBA's problem with with their 
with recycling all the old coaches and not looking into new ones. I mean, I, I feel like this is a step forward because they didn't like pick or, or like the Rockets didn't hire a well-known coach. I mean, it, it was kind of someone under the radar. So I think this is a good step um, for for the NBA's problem with, with their head coaching with with their head coaching uh with hiring head coaches they just choose the same coaches that have coached over and over again in nba and they don't look out to college or or internationally um but i definitely feel like that choosing someone like him who no one really knows about is is a good step forward like you said he spent eight seasons with the hornets and he was the associate head coach during the 2017-18 season. And then in 2015, he held the Hornets to their highest win total in 14 seasons. Before that, he spent four and a half seasons as an assistant with Golden State from 2006 to 2010. He also worked with Hall of Fame coach Don Nelson. So yeah, he's he's been coaching for a while now, actually. He's been coaching from like 2003. I don't know. I mean, like teams... The teams like the Rockets and the Sixers are really hard to... It's really hard to like see what they're going to do or how well they're going to do like next season. Our next topic is the Sixers hiring Daryl Morey as their new president, as their new team president. He reportedly signed a five-year contract with Philadelphia um, Muhammad, what do you think about this move that the Sixers have done? Okay, I mean, um, he has a he he's made some good moves for the Rockets, but he's never really taken them over the top. And I feel like this really goes in line with their Doc Rivers thing. They're just picking people who've never actually done much besides. I mean, obviously Doc Rivers won a ring, singular, um, but Daryl Morey really hasn't done that much i mean he's obviously he um he pioneered james harden's way of playing basketball and like he's really um pushed the league and uh towards this threes and layups all like very efficient shooting i think he is gonna trade ben simmons i think that's maybe why they brought him in just because i mean besides his pretty radical like ways of like approaching basketball with all analytics layups and threes we've talked about this before i mean i don't know the sixers don't really seem to have a direction here they're just hiring who's on the market yeah they're they're basically just because like i was kind of confused because i thought that they would hire him as their gm and like fire elton brand but they i think elton brand actually got a multi-year extension so yeah he's still working there so yeah so with with elton brand and then daryl Morey and then doc rivers that whole new lineup i don't i don't know if i can i mean it, it all depends on what they do this offseason because there's a lot of things they need to do they need to get rid of horford's contract maybe tobias harris's contract they have at least four contracts where it's just they're paying them too much and those four contracts, I think it's Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and there's one more, but I, I forgot who it was. Those four contracts are taking up 80% of their cap space. Like, also, also 
potentially trading Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I know that Elton Brand has previously said that he doesn't want to trade them, um, but I'm wondering if Darren Morey is going to affect that decision as well. One thing he has been really good at is finding solid role players around to like to complement whatever the team style of play is. Like for the Rockets, he almost always got the best three and D players: PJ Tucker, Robert Covington, and he even found Ben McLemore, who was like living on living in a dumpster somewhere. Um, that's not really true, but I mean his NBA career was essentially living in a dumpster with the Sacramento Kings, not going anywhere. And then he found him. He became a key piece of whatever their playoff one was before LeBron squished them. But um, I think he can help. I mean, if he doesn't trade Ben Simmons for players that can complement Joel Embiid, then he's going to have a lot tougher time if the Sixers are really set on keeping him. The, um, so he's going to have to probably move a couple players from his former team over to this team if he wants the yeah. Sixers like to succeed. They need somebody who's willing to just trade people like left and right like they did with Chris Paul. Alright guys, now we just have a couple words about our sponsor, Anchor. After the break, we're going to be giving you guys our predictions for next season's standings in the Western Conference and in the Eastern Conference. Alright guys, now we're going to predict what the standings are going to be for next season. We're going to go through all the seeds, 1 through 8, in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Um, so first we'll start with the Western Conference. We'll just go like one by one. So I'll say um, what I what I picked for, for my first seed and then you say your first seed and then we'll just keep going back and forth. Yeah. Alright, so for number one, I put the Lakers, especially if Anthony Davis um, re-signs, which I think he will. LeBron has showed that he's not some washed up old guy and he's still the best player in in the league. And he's proved to everyone that he is still the best player in the league. And I'm just putting the Lakers at number one. What about you? Um, I have the Lakers number one too. They're coming off uh, a solid title run. I think they will have to retool a little bit, um, especially since I, I don't think. I mean, they seem to be want to like hang on on hang on to like Rondo. Danny Green is being paid fifteen million dollars a year, which is high. And you can maybe get two players who did what he did this postseason for seven million dollars. Um, yeah, they definitely need more uh, shooters. Better shoot. Yeah, uh, well, obviously, like our shoot, like, um, like it wasn't our biggest like fault, but there were there were definitely times in the postseason where like we need more people that like LeBron can reliably reliably pass out to, like like Danny Green shot thirty two percent for corner threes in the playoffs, like for a dude that the Lakers paid fifteen million dollars for, um, yeah, that's not acceptable. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are disappointed with the Danny Green's performance, but there were some good things that happened in the postseason. Like Rondo, he played it really well, especially KCP. The Lakers are probably looking to re-sign those two players. Also, Caruso did really well. Um, and then all they need to do is just pick up some more shooters, and I think they'll be good. 
so for my second seed i chose the warriors actually okay what'd you choose the nuggets Ooh, i actually put the nuggets at number two but then i i changed it um but i'm just picking the warriors because clay and curry have they've proved that they're two of the best shooters that this game has ever seen and i think they're gonna be back clay is gonna be back curry's gonna be back and then they also could potentially get Giannis. so that's another big thing but i don't they probably won't but still that's that's why i chose them why did you choose the nuggets i chose the nuggets because i think if jamal murray can play the way he did in the playoffs and even not, not even that high like i mean just like like maybe how he was in like the Lakers series and if Jokic's mobility continues to you know well if he moves more um and like we I mean you remember when we talked about that buddy yield thing like two yeah. weeks ago maybe if they do something like that I think that'll really put them ahead I don't think they are gonna trade Paul George even though he did horrible in the postseason I think they're gonna they're definitely not going to hang on to Lou Williams and Harrow. I can say, I can assure you that that's not going to happen. Or at least I don't think they're going to do that. But I still believe that the Clippers can be good. But they just need to... Tyron Loon just needs to be there. Just needs to do good for them. And then they also need to do some things in the offseason. But if those two things go well, and if they're if Tyron Loon is actually a good fit for them... Uh, the third seed is is what they're is what they're going for. For my third seed, um, I picked the Mavericks. I think Luka Doncic. I think if he continues to play this way, and if Porzingis plays just more consistently throughout the course of the season, then I think that that's an easy third seed for them. Mm. They have a solid yeah. bench around them. I mean, um, I, I I don't think they have to make. I mean. The Mavericks are another one of the teams that said they were going to actively go after Giannis. Um, I think almost every team in the league should be doing that. But I think um, I think they're I think Luka Doncic. He's a as my my hero Stephen A. Smith would say. I think he's a bona fide superstar. Um, <laughs> and I think he can like I think he he can lead this team like like far this year. Yeah, and especially of how how well he played in that series against the Clippers, he played incredibly well. And I truly believe that they could have won that series if Porzingis only if Porzingis didn't play like one or like two games in the whole series. If he played like all one and those a half. games, yeah, like one and a half games. If he played those games, I truly believe that the Mavericks could have won that series. But uh, just Doncic played out of his mind, man. And yeah, he could definitely be... He can, he can be an MVP caliber this season. He also is my favorite. pick for MVP too. But we'll talk about that next year. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Next week. Um, so for my fourth seed, I chose the Nuggets. Um, you put them at number two, but I'm going to put them at number four because... I don't really know what they're gonna do in the off season, but we've we've all, we've obviously seen how how good Jamal Murray is, and he's definitely climbed that. Uh, he's definitely reached that new level in his potential. Just seeing how well he played and how he led the Nuggets to come back from two three one leads 
in the same playoff run was just amazing. And then Jokic was also playing really well. And I think what they need to do is number one, sign Jeremy Grant, please sign him back. And then number two is make like a risky trade, you know, like we talked about Buddy Heald. That would be a good trade with to have Murray and Heald in the backcourt. And then Jokic, Grant. Um, yeah, that I, I I'm that's I'm just gonna put them at number four for that. My number four pick is um is the Warriors. Actually, I you can flip Warriors because the Clippers are my are my fifth seed. I think the Warriors role players, I think they really need to do something this offseason to just to secure that bench. Like 2016, if Draymond can play like a human being and not dance around the floor like like he has been since KD got there, then I think they'll be set. Because Clay Thompson, I mean, he's, he's Clay Thompson. Um, he backed a CBD company yesterday. I saw that. That was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> really? Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Um, I don't think he'll ever get worse. But because, um, I mean, I think the way he plays, he can, if he just has good cardio, he can probably play like that for the rest of his life. Draymond needs to be better defensively. They need to pick up role players, though. They still have Kevon Looney on the team, who's a solid center. I think James Wiseman should... I don't think they should pick him. Or if they do get James Wiseman, they should trade him, like, immediately after. Because they need, like, Who a center. Who do you think they should pick, then? All. Who, who's a good center in the draft, though? In the draft? I mean, this draft is... This draft is so interesting, because it's, like, um... It's not a very clear-cut who should be number one... But there's also nobody that's like a complete standout like oh that person's gonna be like a star you know yeah like it's like that it's like with the trey young draft in a way like deandre ayton uh luca like nobody was super high on anybody yeah but um well i mean it's kind of weird in the draft because like there's so many players who who were like expected to be like the next mj and then they turned out to be the next Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is an example of what we're talking about. But yeah, and then there are people who who are like disregarded as like, oh, he's he's not that good. And then they turn out to be really good. So it's like you never know. Like it, you said in the Trey Young draft, like Trey Young turned out to be an, a really good. Well, to be fair, Trey Young played pretty be, garbage yeah. at the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, he obviously I'm picked saying, it up, but like, I'm just saying, like, one of them could be the next MJ. You never know. One of them could even be like the next Glenn, Baby but, Davis. Dude, one of them could be the next Kwame Brown. Oh yeah. Or even but, like, the next Russo. I saw this thing on like I was watching this breakdown video of everybody in the draft class, um, and then it said Lamelo Ball is a bust. And I was like, oh. that's really interesting because he hasn't been drafted yet. <laughs> he's a bust, like, but he, he, hasn't, he hasn't even played one game, but he's a bust. Like, I've seen this with so many players over the years, like where people will just declare them a bust before they even like before they even step foot onto an NBA court. Like, that's not really how it works. Like, 
even players like three, four years into their career, you can't just automatically call them a bust. It's not like Tyreek Evans is a bust. Kwame Brown is a bust. But like Anthony Edwards. Bust. Just kidding. But um, like somebody like Kyle Lowry, um, who was picked around like seventh, I think, um, and didn't play too well for his first couple of years in Houston. Then he got traded to the Raptors and he became an all-star point guard. Like, while going into his 30s. Like, you can't just declare somebody a bust and then continue, and then, like, before they even play. I think to call someone a bust, you have to, like, their career has to be over for you to, like, even analyze their, 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 like, if they're a bust or not. Because, like, they could have, they could be 35 and, like, start playing, like, an all-star or something like that. Like even Giannis, when like Giannis was picked, was picked higher in the draft, like around like the he was picked around like the first fifteen or something, and there was like a there was he played had like a like a like a five game streak in like twenty fifteen where he played really well, and everybody was like, all right, he's finally got the hang of it. Like the like everybody knew that the he looked this this kid was crazy. He's like six ten. He's still skinny, but like he's like clearly starting to pack on muscle. And there were people calling him a bust. Like, that was a thing. And then two years later, he won MVP. Yeah. You know? You know, man? Yeah. For my fifth seed, I chose the Mavs. Wait, where, where did you put the Mavs again? You put them as fourth or third? Third. Third, yeah. So I'm going to put them at, at number five. All of these teams, it just depends on what they do in the offseason. Like, this, my whole, like, projection right now could change after the offseason. But oh yeah, we should do we should do like a check in like after all the free agents yeah. stuff is over. Like we should do prediction check in. Yeah, to see like what we change and stuff. So my fifth seed was the Clippers. Um, that's who I picked to do this. I I think that they do have some potential to still be a, somewhat of a contender in the West. But they've shown that they're just not a good regular season team. Like you said, if they do trade Harrell and Lou Williams, maybe that could make them better. And also if they just get rid of Patrick Beverly, um, you know, from existing, um, that would also probably help them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have any, like, there have been, I'm not saying that like me and Ennis have been around these teams. I'm just like, this is just off of Bleacher Report notifications I get. Like Kawhi isn't a very vocal leader and he doesn't really call people out when they do stuff. I think he does have to do that. I mean, obviously Donovan Mitchell is is great. He, he did really well, like dropping some fifty casual fifty bombs, whatever. You know, it's not that big a deal, you know. Oh, but yeah, average day. And also because the Blazers have some interesting trade ideas that they could do, you could check out our video on that on our YouTube channel. We talked about some different because uh, we have options for the Blazers. Unlike the other hoop talk. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the Blazers could, um, especially with Dame, Melo's playing great. For my sixth seed, I actually chose the Blazers. That's and an interesting pick. Yeah, because number one, I didn't really see anyone to go. I, I didn't really see anyone that was better than the Blazers who could go over them. I mean, like the Jazz maybe, but I don't really... The Jazz have been just mediocre, and they they could, yeah. Their team, I feel like I, I believe in their team. 
But the the Jazz and the Rockets, no, I don't. I have the Blazers with like a fifty percent chance of missing the playoffs. Um, I don't. I mean, they're like the definition of stuck in no man's land right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, Dame is great. He'll be great for the next for maybe two, three more years, or he's going to be like maybe in contention for like top two player, like top two point guard in the league. But um, CJ is great. Um, they have some solid bench players, but they're um, they're filled up on cap space, and like no one wants to play in Portland. Unfortunately for them, this is considering that they're not like a complete train wreck of an organization now. It's the same problems they've been having for years now. They can't get any free agents to come, but they also don't have the assets to make a big trade without giving away Dame or CJ. Um, they also aren't good enough to make maybe a three seed or a four seed to, you know, get past in the playoffs besides the first round. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, what's the plan here? They're like in the Sixers position, but the Sixers have more assets. They have a lot of trade assets. Yeah, for this for the seven seed, I also have the Rockets. I know that you uh, spoiled your your pick before, but yeah. Also, please the cut the Kyle Lowry bit. Yes, I I got you, fam. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, fam. But <laughs> but like, I have no hope for the Rockets whatsoever. Absolutely zero hope. But I had to put them on the seven seed to just like not upset any Rockets fans because, yeah. Actually, you know, I'm going to switch up my... Uh, I'm going to put the Jazz at 7 and the Rockets at 8. Um, like I said, I have no hope for the Rockets whatsoever. They're they're just done. But they can make the 8 seed. I, I believe that they can make the 8 seed. But nothing beyond that. I think Absolutely that's nothing. like purely due to their talent. Like, James Harden's going to continue, you know, bricking half-court threes and... Russell Westbrook's going to continue to brick everything. Um, but I think, obviously, they, they have enough talent to get them into the playoffs for years to come if they don't trade Westbrook. Yeah, playoffs, but nothing past the conference finals. Even Dude, nothing past the second round. Yeah, I do have them first. I think Jason Tatum is going to be um, maybe, maybe first or second team All-NBA this year. I think he's mm. going to make that big leap. I think he's going to make like what Luka Doncic did this year. I think he's about to do that. Like the upcoming season. Jalen Brown, great on defense, great on offense. Well, good on offense, great on defense. Uh, Kemba Walker needs to play better in the playoffs. Um, Daniel Tice still looks like Eminem, which is great. For my second seed, I have the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Yes. I have them. And this is all assuming that they can stay healthy, okay? Don't be if ridiculous, they, they, dude. They have Kyrie Irving on their team. Okay, but just listen. If they stay healthy, they will get the second seed. Kyrie, KD. And then also, their whole team this year, Jared Allen. Who else? That's it. But yeah, their role Jared players Dudley. are... He got... He moved, but... No, Jared Dudley is on... Like, he was on the Nets. Now he's you, not. Yeah. But... KD, Kyrie, and then also their role players, I'm putting them at number two. They could also be number one, but I'm putting them at number two because I know they're not going to stay healthy. What about so you? NS, NS is apparently taking the same essential oils that Kyrie Irving is by having the Nets at number two. I have the Bucks at number two 
just because they're going to continue to be great in the regular season, no matter what they do, just because of the mere fact that they have Giannis and every other shooter they're losing in America. La- they're going to they're gonna lose Giannis, though. Are you really, are you convinced? Oh my God, dude, you're like, dude, you're like one of those, you're, you're like one of those ESPN people now. You're just confused. You're just convinced that they're going to lose Giannis. I mean, dude. They are, gonna, though. Uh, dude, they're not gonna just. Okay, so what what would a trade package for Giannis look like? Um, so uh, I respect that number two Bucks. I actually put the Bucks at number three, which is not too bad. You know, I don't know what's going on with the Bucks. All right, what'd you put at number three? Uh, number three, I have the Heat. The Wait, reason who's I have number one again? Who's your number Celtics. one? Celtics. Oh yeah, so so Celtics, Bucks, Heat. Okay. I have the Heat Nets Bucks. Let me finish. All right, go. God, dude, we can't be like Jalen Dixon and Ryan Leshko. I'm sorry. God, dude, I'm gonna. Oh, God. Don't you ever compare me to them. <laughs> I have the Heat there because of their best players, Kelly Olynyk, Andre Iguodala. Um, as you know, they um, <laughs> their best they took the Heat. Kelly Olynyk. They took the Heat really far this uh, this postseason. Uh, there's they they had some solid role players around there too, like uh. Yeah, like Jimmy okay. Butler, solid role player. I don't know, man. Jimmy Butler, he was kind of off and on. I mean, yeah. Uh, Tyler, solid a, role player. Yeah, solid role player. Solid argument there. As you know, we are experts and we run the best, the best basketball podcast. Because yes, we are going to trademark you know, that phrase. Yes. Well, we're trying to, but uh, currently the trademarks that are in progress in front of us are um, Kanye West for president and the Hoop Talk podcast with. With Jalen Dixon and Ryan Leshko. They're not they don't have to be the best regular season team to be the best postseason team. For my fourth seed, I have the Celtics. Celtics. I just can't see the Celtics over the Bucks or the Nets or the Heat. So I'm just putting them number four. Never in my life would I hear somebody say the Brooklyn Nets are better than the than the Celtics, but yeah. I think they could, they they are. They will be. If they stay healthy, not a whole season, but like, <laughs> if he doesn't get a season-ending injury, then Nets are good. I would literally put every single dollar I own that I made from this podcast, which is about three. Um, I would bet all of it on Kyrie Irving having a season-ending injury this year. Really? Yeah. Actually, no. Wow. I haven't made three dollars. It would be one fifty because we split it. Um, oh yeah. We don't pay taxes. Because we're a nonprofit. Yes. Ooh. Imagine thinking that Kyrie Irving is going to stay healthy for a whole season. And especially, they can definitely get at five, four, or even three. I think they can get to number three. If they... It just all depends on this offseason. I keep saying that. I know it's getting annoying. But it all Evan depends Bleed, on this uh, Marcus All and Serge Ibaka are all free agents. Yeah, and it depends on who they can also get in the offseason. They need... If you want to find out more about those players and their potential futures, you can go listen to our uh, offseason free agency predictions video on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, the Raptors have a lot of decisions to make in this offseason. But I, I, they have a really solid team. They just need that one guy who, who's just their main guy. Um, it was supposed to be Siakam. But he didn't really do that well in the postseason. In the regular season, he was okay. But 
in the postseason. He needs to do it better. So they just need to find that one guy, and I think they're Gucci. Number five, I also have the Raptors. Like Anna said, they're a team that can go from from five to one even. I think they're that good. I think Fred Van Vliet is um, probably. I think he's. I think he might be the best coach in the league. Um, Fred Van Vliet is the co- best coach in the league. What? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. This I run after Nick Nurse. I think Nick Nurse is the best coach in the league. <laughs> What's your uh, number four seed? Uh, my number four is. Um, I don't want to say it. Nets. Yeah, it's Nets. Let's um, go. Kevin- Durant's gonna come back, and Kevin Durant's one of the greatest players of all time. Um, he's not really, oh, well. That's kind of inaccurate. He's like maybe like fifteenth or fourteenth, but um, you know the gist. I mean, Kevin Durant's really good. They have some really good role players. Kyrie Irving smokes a lot of weed. Um, that that's that, that's pretty much all of it. I mean, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at number five. I have the Raptors. Um, I think Nick Nurse is the best coach in the league. You no, know, Fred Van Vliet um, is actually a really good coach. You know? Yeah, he is, dude. He is a really good coach. I think that Kyle Lowry, um, they already re-signed him. I think they can let Marcus all go. Um, I don't think that'll be the biggest loss. Maybe trade for either Buddy Yield or try to pick up Jeremy Grant. Um, I think those would be the two players that you'd target because I think that Ibaka fills that hole nicely at the center position. Ooh, shocker. Really? The Pacers. So I chose the Pacers because they. I think they still have a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Uh, with Sabonis, I, it was tough for them because Sabonis didn't play in the... Uh, in. I mean, he played in the bubble, but he, he couldn't play in the first round where they got swept. TJ Warren is an upcoming superstar. Or not superstar. He's an upcoming star. Um, also, Victor Oladipo. He's not, he wasn't 100% in the bubble. That's why he didn't really play that well. But in this next season, he's going to be 100%. Also, yeah. Miles Turner. TJ McConnell. I think they have a pretty solid team. And they can definitely get that sixth seed easily. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I mean... Um... I think you put the you uh, put the Pacers too. Yeah, I think that the Pacers have potential to like um, maybe even be a, a fifth seed, but they're another team that's stuck in in no man's land here, where nobody wants to play in Indiana, and um, they they have players, but they can't really trade them for anybody substantial without giving up. Like they would have to give up Sabonis and Oladipo to get somebody, and you would only have Miles Turner, and nobody wants Miles Turner. Just having Miles Turner is like when you're looking around the house for the D for like the TV remote, but you find the other remote. You don't find the one you wanted. Mm. That's what Miles that, Turner is. That's tough. I actually have the Wizards at number seven. What? Okay, yeah, hear me out. Number one, John Wall is like 120%. I saw that overtime video where like they've said this every single year. Yeah, but John Wall year, gets injured, comes back three hundred percent, somehow gets worse the next season. No, he's gonna be amazing. Bradley Beal averaged thirty points last season. Thirty points, okay. Him and John Wall could carry them to that seventh seat. So what's and the, and also listen, listen, listen. Also, 
their young talent is amazing. They Thomas literally Bryant. only have Rui Hachimura. Thomas Bryant. Mo Wagner. Isaac Mo Wagner. Wagner literally Oh my god, bro. So we're gonna we're gonna compare the first Japanese player ever to the guy who liked the Proud Boys tweets and the guy who did? made Mo Wagner. Yeah, dude, that's why the Lakers like he liked like multiple racist tweets. Thomas Bryant, you can't forget about Thomas Bryant. You know, I actually high-fived him once. Wow, you probably have COVID. At um, the Summer League, it was in like 2018. Oh, wow, you probably don't have COVID, but who knows? I don't know who NS spends his time with, because I don't really talk to NS outside of this podcast. Because what actually happened was, how we started the podcast, is that I was at a Walgreens, and NS came up behind um, behind me. He fell out of the out of the ceiling. He approached me at gunpoint. He said, start this basketball podcast with me. Otherwise, I'll kill you. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, sure. I don't really know much about basketball. So for the next two weeks, he had a he, um, he had a bomb set to my leg where if I moved from this desk, then, um, then I would die. So I just studied intensely for two weeks and found out everything I could about basketball. And now he forces me to do this podcast with him. He has two trained snipers at this moment aiming at my head. Why'd you tell them, bro? That's that's how we started the podcast. Alright, just be careful tomorrow. You know, something might be under your bed. I mean, I I, I, I had to. I'm sorry. Alright. Yeah. Bradley Beal's gonna score 30 points maybe once or twice in those first 10 games. It'll be like, wow, maybe the Wizards are going something. They'll maybe be like, you know, like 7-3. and three. Like, wow, they're going somewhere. And then John Wall's gonna fall down the stairs of his house again. He's gonna tear his Achilles. And then Bradley Beal is going to, you know, make up some injuries so he doesn't have to play in the bubble. And then they're going to be stuck exactly where they were before because the Wizards are absolute garbage. Scott Brooks is a terrible coach. I have no idea who their, D- who their GM is, but he's probably terrible too. I don't know who their owner is, but he's probably terrible. So um, that's wow. how the Wizards season is going to go. Okay, then. Yeah. Who is your seventh seed then? Uh, my seventh seed, uh, believe it or not, is uh, um, it's it's the 76ers. Bro, come on now. Joel Embiid is come on now the second best center in the league. Are you are you you're joking? Bro, I mean, I didn't want to put them there, but I have to. No, like about the Joel Embiid thing. Oh no, I'm completely joking about that. Oh, um, okay. he's the first best center in the league. Um, oh my god <laughs> no I'm just kidding dude I mean, they have enough talent I mean it's like the Rockets thing they have enough talent to take them into the playoffs but that's just about it okay alright fine that's that's fair I, I put them at the at the 8th seed so wow you just you had me you, you were I thought you were just weren't going to put them in at all no I, <laughs> I put them in alright now this is going to be an interesting topical choice um I have the Hawks for the eighth seed. The Hawks. Another reason I chose the Wizards is because no one else is good. And don't say the Sixers, okay? But not. no one else is good. Well, here's my uh, here's my my counter. Um, and also, also, last season the Nets and the Magic were the seventh and eighth seed, so that just proves that anyone can get into that seed, okay? Yeah. Well, except for the Wizards. 
because let me tell you how the Wizards season is going to go. It's going to start off like this. John Wall is going to have two very good games. Everybody's going to be very excited. They're going to be like, oh, wow, Washington. No one cares because nobody pays attention. They only have to win like 35 games to get into the eighth yeah, seed. I so, could see that. I could see that. I could see it happening. We we still up. haven't seen the Clint Capella Trey Young combo yet. Yeah, Trey Young's pretty good at basketball. I'm pretty sure people know that. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 14 of Hoop Talk. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would really mean a lot to us. Also, if you guys could check out our YouTube channel, uh, we post videos almost every other day. Um, so if you got, if you like those type of videos with highlights playing in the background, make sure to check it out. And stay tuned for our episodes. We drop an episode every week, but now that it's the off season, like I said before, we're probably going to drop an episode every two weeks. Um, but if you just want to receive updates on that, make sure to follow our social media. It's at hoop.podcast. Uh, we just will update you guys on when our episodes release and also just general NBA news. Um, and yeah, see you guys in the next one. Peace.